Okay, I'm gonna tie my shoes. I already did that, actually. The Let's see, I have to get used to talking. That's why I'm even doing this. Because I, when I spend time with just myself, I spend a lot of time in just, like, reflection and, like, a like a moving meditation you know i i haven't really been in a i've been in a weird place so i haven't been like practicing my mantras as as um strictly let's just say as strictly as i have been um you know like over the past few years i've just kind of been like more in a in a state of um being really annoyed with people who don't have mufflers on their cars. I can't wait until it snows, holy fuck. People are just so fucking obnoxious in these parts. Uh, I don't know, I think it's a cultural thing. Like being obnoxious and loud because you feel like fucking, like the world isn't meant for you. So it's like, hear me, and like, uh, like that shit, fucking be quiet. Um, I do, I am, a, I'm a huge fan of like peace, even though I like to like rock out. Um, like, I like really high energy music and like really fucking like, I don't know, almost like party driven tracks. Like, you know, I, I like what any raver likes, like those fucking hard hitting fucking kicks and like deep basses and, and wobbles and shit. But when it comes down to it, like, and I'm just like in my lonely, I would much rather prefer peace. I'm not a huge TV watcher. Um, maybe that's just because, like, I feel like I was raised by a TV sometimes, um, as per, a, uh, you know, some upcoming projects that I have, um, that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm being very careful about my, like, actual upcoming releases. Everything, everything that I've been working on is kind of close to me in a way that it almost shouldn't be, um, just because, like... I don't know. In in the music industry, like we're, especially in dance music right now, we're definitely like experiencing a lack of originality. And I think you know, like a a couple. It was like actually, I think that track came out like close to twenty fifteen. Um, everyone's everyone's standing, no one's dancing. But I mean, like or like, and then there was a whole bunch of other tracks that were like, we've lost dancing because like people were just go to raves with their phones out and don't really like they're they're more there for the outfits and the clout and it the whole rave scene is really taken like a you know um you know or it did take for a while like a turn but I feel like we're kind of coming upon an age of like renaissance in the rave era like a a a re-arrival of you know like what it was in the in the beginning and honestly I can't even say like oh well the beginning of rave culture is like the late 80s early 90s like at the in in truth and essence like the origins of like rave is more in in you know like in the prehistory of like the human existence like drum circles and shit it's more tribal and and cultural in a way that like it's it's more of like a human it it never really happened in any one place or in any one time this is kind of like a re-emerging art you know um and so i do feel like a renaissance coming for the dance scene for the dance culture like new artists emerging because of what's happening um you know I can say that's more attributed to like culturally or globally what's happening globally in that you know things are like merging and melting together um the media is becoming more it's weird in the in the way that the media is becoming more controlled and more closed circuit it's also in a way like becoming more open and and um expanding you know 
um, in the opposite ways, I don't know, it's like a huge, um, you know, it's, it's like a, uh, expansion of consciousness, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to, like, expand my vocabulary to explain these things that are happening cosmically, and, like, um, in all the ways that they're happening without saying the same words over and over again, using vibration or using, but I mean, like, as far as English is concerned and, you know, that being my primary language, um, besides music, that is, you know, when it boils down to it, it's like, this is the closest way to translate what, whatever is trying to, whatever is supposed to be communicated in this. And the festival project really is more than just about, one thing or another it's really it's really about this this global evolution that's happening this extraterrestrial existence that's that's like kind of i can't say even forced itself upon us but is kind of opening our eyes as a collective consciousness more overused word but opening our opening our eyes and our minds as a collective consciousness to move forward into a new you know era of things a lot of people like to talk about or believe about like the the end of the world or in revelations which in some ways is true like we are living in end times but in end times it's it's also a new beginning for for many things there's all always like a new sun rising there's always a new world on the other side of the old world and so the old ways are dying the old ideals the old you know um the old beliefs you know are going and it's not really necessarily even generational it's more just um evolutionary like i said i'm gonna start to overuse that word just because um i do see it happening with the new coming of the generation that like we're in a we're in a state of human evolution at at a rapid pace you know people's people's third eyes are opening like crazy and people are going through their awakenings without really like meaning to and people are being you know woken up at, at faster rates um than I think anybody probably expected and that's all through the eye of the the media which has sometimes seems controlled and it sometimes seems like very one-sided but is it is very multi-dimensional if you have the the ability to read through those, you know, blurred lines. If you speak those those many, you know, languages, or if you if you understand code switching, then there is a lot, you know. Um, there are languages in color. There are languages in vibration. There are languages in frequency. There are languages in in just you know body movements. There are silent languages. There are so many you know, things hidden within our, our world, whether it be algorithmic or some kind of, if, if you see it as a simulation, um, in a, in a way that all perceptions are true, you know, to the extent that if my natural belief in your perception doesn't exist to me, then it doesn't exist when we part and go into our separate worlds or realms or dimensions. And that's just the, that's just the reality of, of, you know, um, being whatever, it is in the moment and and being malleable to the experience the human experience you know um the limited human experience which is like experiencing um you know experiencing always and all things through through a body um you know so anyway there are some things that i wanted to like touch on like as far as the eighth season is concerned i made a list i started doing things like that because it's gotten like i said before um like there there are so many things in this like upcoming season because this is again like a pregame just because I realized in writing it that this season is more it's definitely more like it's definitely more put together and eloquently like it has more 
it makes more sense. But then as I look upon my experience as like a TV like writer as like a as like a writer and I have been screenwriting like that that was like my first original like idea I guess intention like of course you grow up when you're a little kid you want to be a doctor you want to be a fireman you want to be in the army I think I just liked uniforms <laughs> and then um I developed I think it was it was pretty early on that I had developed this skill for like writing um like being at like a like a college level reader and writer in like second grade um or so the fucking you know tests were saying or my teachers were saying um you know and still still I still think I was like slow in other ways like I'm I'm not sure if I'm like quite autistic but there's there's certain there's certain social cues that I never really like understood even as a really small child and so I always and of course being an only child like had my own world that I was developing and I started um I've talked about this before so I'll talk about it briefly again I started like writing scripts on um like on a computer in like word you know when I was like seven eight maybe and um just having these little scripts to the point where like my mom would be like what the fuck like did you just make this up I'm like yeah it's a fucking movie you know um you know before that I would write in my journal before that you know it was always just like having my own like imaginary world that like I lived in I had a very very broad like imaginary world maybe maybe this was like what psychology today would call like dissociative or whatever but you know having gone through everything that I've gone through in the past couple years and especially in the past few months like this very regressive process like I realized that as a very young child I had a very very colorful very broad imaginary world that I like you know lived in that was that was like part of myself for a long time that like only you know you you have imaginary friends or whatever you have like this whole you know this world <laughs> you know that I lived in that only fell off with time and age as it does with all kids you know most kids lose their imaginary friends or whatever um but yeah I had a very very colorful very imaginary world um that I lived in for a long time and it's very strange as an adult going through this process like of becoming whatever I am is like, let's just say my place in society as an artist, um, like rediscovering that time and that place and that, that child, I guess. Um, not, not even real, like, you know, realizing that it's almost as a, in, in, in a sense of like an Alice in Wonderland type, not Alice in Wonderland, the DJ, but like Alice in Wonderland, <laughs> or Alice's Adventures in Wonderland in in uh like you know in a parallel dimensional sense like the part of you you know that never left never left wonderland like that you know like you grew up i didn't <laughs> or like a peter pan um ish type thing so rediscovering that world and the multiple realms of which you know time um has been constructed in this into this existence but i didn't make notes um because this is it's like a super packed season of like actual storylines and shit and like depth and like character building and like things from the very beginning of the series and like the original movies and things um you know being oh being like closed you know certain things like having their finality and certain characters dying and fucking certain certain things um having their conclusions which open doors for like because it is an infinite series it doesn't really have like a set like this is the beginning this is the end because it begins at the end um yeah so i don't know um but i think 
just to fucking double back and make sure that my AD didn't didn't completely take over this idea is that I've been writing like screenwriting like has been an interest to me since I was like seven and then I got to like actually like learning how to format and do all those things like you know like by the age of 10 I could write like a feature length and did you know and just not understanding like how fucking things worked and would like would like send scripts to fucking like Disney and Lifetime and shit like thinking like you know uh that's that's like on another fucking yeah but you know actually like learning the 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 core values of screenwriting um which is why I was like I don't know I've been like I've been going back and forth in my mind for like 10 years like I've always really wanted to go to like New York Film Academy because I love their fucking campus um and I keep meaning to to see the one on the east coast but I've taken at least one tour maybe even two I'm not sure I uh one tour one tour of the fucking campus on the other one I just went to Universal Studios that was that was me going to Universal Studios but New York Film Academy has a fucking um uh, campus on Universal Studios, like, the back lot, and you get, as a student there, you get access to, like, costumes from, from movies of the past, like, you get, you get access to, like, the vault of, like, the Hollywood vault, like, the real, you know, shit, like, they have relics from studios, you know, the studios that didn't burn down, (laughs) there was, like, they, like, in the 50s or 60s or something, like, studios just used to burn down, like, and then get rebuilt, like, I don't know, Burbank, Hollywood has, like, such a funny history, um, and so much of my history is there that I think that's why I'm going through this, like, weird, I'm going through this, like, weird homesickness of, like, I don't know, I kind of miss, like, as fake as Hollywood is and as fake as LA is, like, I miss it sometimes, because it's just, like, (laughs) <laughs> you know as it's like a world inside of a screen you know um or as some some crackhead called it like the scope in the dome <laughs> she like came in and she was like do you know how to escape the scope in the dome and like <laughs> me and nick just looked at each other like uh-huh like <laughs> like you know like it, it was crazy because it was like uh in in like a in a from in in a in a cosmic sense, like, it was very easy to understand what she was talking about, but, like, in a three-dimensional sense, it was, like, dang, crackhead, like, you've lost it, but not really, like, she was talking, she was on some real shit, she said some other shit, we are like, dang, time traveler, um, but, yeah, she, she came in and said her shit, you know, I miss that, I miss LA in that way, um, and New York, <laughs> New York has some, some fun little tidbits sometimes, but it is a lot more theatrical, it is a lot of, uh, it's, like, a, a lot of old, like an older, you know, it's an older place. And so the spiritual energy is older. Um, and you know, the way that time moves is different. And that's why I, I mean, like, I wish I could afford to go back to school and actually study like the mechanics of time because it's in, you know, it would be like quantum physics and astrophysics and all these fucking physics and shit. It would be like a lot of math. And I'm just, um, (laughs) I just don't think I'm cut out for that. Um, I think if I live long enough, I might be. Like, if I were to actually build my wealth in the way that anybody would hope to, I would probably, you know, I would probably go back to school and and be like a doctor. Um, Just because I enjoy learning, you know? I enjoy books. I enjoy reading. And if I have the time to sit there and fucking, you know, like, actually work at it, like, math is interesting and fun, you know? And, And does have a lot of um, you know, planetary, uh, 
relevance. Anywho, uh, I'm going to try and get through this um, and then um, do whatever. But let's see, what, what, is, what is going on in the, in the eighth season? Oh, I was supposed to open with that quote. That's why I should have opened my notebooks. Um, and it's almost irrelevant now, but it's not. Um, this quote has been like repeating itself in my mind um, a lot lately and so it's something I guess I've just been like uh revisiting and and building on but um Maya Angelou said Maya Angelou I don't know but it's you know you say it like you spell it sometimes Maya Angelou said when somebody shows you who they are believe them and so that's been like a reoccurring theme in like my personal life lately like I said I've been having I've been having issues for at least the last four seasons with like people being weird and like manip like trying to manipulate me and like following me which is like could be expected I guess if if you want to build a career in entertainment like you're gonna get the weird shit you're gonna get the creepy you know people who are obsessed with you on reddit you're gonna get you know but I've been I've been experiencing it on like different levels of of you know different levels of experience I guess and different levels of perspective where it's just like dang like this this would almost make sense with like a bucket load of money but I don't necessarily have that and so so like experiencing certain certain aspects of fame without actually having like the rest of it like has absolutely like this makes no sense whatsoever and it's shitty whether you have money or not but like you know <laughs> like they're just shitty like people just follow you and fucking take pictures of you and fucking do do things to you without your permission like you have to go through extra steps to like protect yourself so having experienced that without any of the like any of the positive things because like any any person of of you know um let's see of status will tell you that like oh I wouldn't take it back for the world it's a blessing like I got incredibly lucky or whatever or I worked very hard for this like I wouldn't take it back for anything because I'm blessed to have what I have you know because there is like an endless amount of love there like you will never be lonely you can pretty much have your choice at whoever you want whenever you want um you know whether it's temporary or forever like that's that's the the good things that come with the f word or fame whatever are are uh, like I don't know in a in a way like it could seem like it could balance it out but not having that you know or having having only the uh, the negative attention is is detrimental to it like mentally and physically and it's just like a, a spiritual drain but it's also opened my eyes to like the thing like would this make sense without like a bunch of money no this is just weird like this is just this is kind of some creepy shit that you know borders on um that borders on on inhumanity in a lot of ways but I've learned a lot about inhumanity you know um like not having a place not having a shower not having like food to eat sometimes has definitely been like humbling in in a multitude of ways and I I do use I do overuse that fucking word a lot but it is um you know multitudes as in multiple dimensions of fucking relevance another overused word so anywho um yeah that that um, someone showing you who they are has definitely been like a, like a theme in my actual personal life, which I have started to like draw back from this series and from, you know, there's a, I have noticed like the change in my writing that there's a lot less me in it because they're like, I have to like protect pieces of myself that are not like, I don't necessarily want, 
are necessarily can't afford to have certain pieces of me be reflected in my writing anymore because it like the popularity of this series and and you know whatever's happening in my life concurrently are are throwing me into an imbalance um to to you know to to reiterate just just living in almost two different worlds and and having to be like a uh you know having having to see um from so many different like so, through so many different eyes you know having getting getting too many realities at once basically you know and then losing losing touch with mine like what is my reality or is there one or is this just like uh you know is this just a a a time for this energy moving through like all of these things and it's very temporary and that's the way that I've began to see it is this energy my energy or whatever energy I share with like the collective being you know like the source is just doing what it does and then it's not gonna or it's gonna do something else you know and not gonna is is basically like the beginning and end um which is you know just like the series is is more stands as like a, a reflection of the the like i said the human experience the cosmic experience um the collective consciousness of it all um the being um global which is like a human experience like this is just one tiny planet <laughs> one little you know and within this planet is like a network of multi-dimensional fucking parallels of reality so there 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 are infinite parallels of reality and there's infinite you know infinite ways to travel within them and understanding that network and understanding the 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 way that you know um understanding the way that it works in a very um in a very omnipotent sense but in the human sense being like well there's no science to actually like these are the things in humanity that we still wonder about these are the things that scientists still question these are this is the reason for science and this is the reason for mathematics it's because we don't actually understand this experience enough we don't actually understand this consciousness enough and we don't understand how time works like we don't get it it's just a measurement of us and like how far back we can remember you know but there is existence before and after that you know that is like concurrent and so time um you know you can't necessarily you can't even go to the top university in the world and study time or time travel um you know you can you can get kind of close but without this actual without this field of synesthetics you know um being an actual like field to study just as just as solid as psychology and just as solid as mathematics just as solid as astrophysics like until then it's just basically like witchcraft and magic um and you know and people want to put labels and and religions on it but at the at the end of the day until you can agree that all of those things are the same field of study and then that it all really just equates to one central thing um at the end of the day like you're not going to there's always going to be a separation between what is us and what is that and there really is no difference but until science and society sees it as that there's not going to be like a connection in our in our you know in our physical world in our actual experience like we're not going to collectively experience ascension um when somebody has like 10 mansions that they don't even live in cuz they're too busy partying on yachts or whatever and like there's literally somebody like dying of fucking racism um you know in whatever color it it paints him whether it it paints him with hunger or paints him with violence or paints him with fucking neglect 
um, there's literally always going to be that divide. I was just telling this story <laughs> to my roommate about the last fucking fight that me and my ex best friend ever got into. And at the end of that fight, she fucking, she told me, you are the weakest link, <laughs> which to this day that she doesn't fucking remember that. Or she, she well, she doesn't remember that or is just in denial um, that that never happened. But I could never forget it because I've been trying to sample the fucking... The, uh, I think I have a recording where we're talking about it, so I might fucking let you guys have that. Because um, sometimes I, do, I record just for, like, reflection. Sometimes I record for sampling because, like, I, I crack myself up. Things in the world, like, I don't know. There's something that happens when, when you between the recorded and, like, the unrecorded. Because sometimes God just shows off because God knows I'm not recording. And I was like, watch this. I bet you wish you had to fucking press the red button now. Um, and sometimes I do, but sometimes it's it's good to have that, like, that moment just between, like, myself and God that's just like, you know what, this is, there's some things best kept secret, there's some things best kept to yourself, but um, as a recording artist, there's always things that you can, like, dr- that you can look back on and, and draw, you know, draw conclusions with and, and, and learn things from. Because we're not always like listening to ourselves or experiencing ourselves in the moment. We're just kind of doing what we're doing. Um, so that I don't know. Maybe if I can find it, I'll. I'll yeah, because <laughs> I think I talked about that that fight um, in in like a full detail. And I've talked about it before in the series. But um, yeah, the last thing that she said was uh, one of the last things she ever said to me was, "You're the weakest link," and I was just like, "What?" Like. And then I, and then every time the weakest link came on, like I was trying to get a good sample of it without any background noise, because um, I was all already like starting to build my concepts, like build the concepts for my albums. So a lot of the albums that I've actually been working on are like years in the making. Like I've been working on certain albums for like five, you know, going on six years. I think like I've been working on albums for a long time. Um, so it'll it'll be good to actually see them come out no matter how long it takes. I kind of feel like I'm a James Cameron in the way that like the projects that I work on do take like years, you know? And at least in like in the sense of like what the avatar was to James Cameron that like okay, I wrote this in this year but it didn't get, you know, produced till this time or whatever. I think a lot of people who write Broadway musicals do the same thing. Unless you're like Andrew Lloyd Webber and you just fucking, like, you're just a hit maker, you know? Um, but I think that, like, a lot of musicals go through, like, you know, periods of, of revisions and periods of, like, sitting in your closet and you don't think it's really going to happen until you look at it and you realize, like, oh, shit, like, this is good, you know? And you just might be in the time and place to, to actually, like, make it happen. Um, getting a Broadway show produced is really hard, I've heard. So I still have iambic just like that's iambics in my vault right now. I don't listen to it. I did for a long time because I was like so surprised that I like actually like went into the studio and recorded like a one man Broadway musical. That's actually like iambic is like written to be performed with like a full Broadway cast, like like 50 people. But I played all the parts myself. Um, I went in and recorded it in like one fucking sit down. And like I said, like, that was just kind of like a work of magic that was so um, incredible that I haven't, like, I vaulted it and I just haven't, like, I put it away. 
But I had a friend text me not too long ago and was just like, you know what? Me and my me and my fucking cousin were fucking jamming to iambic the other day, and I was just like, oh, like I had kind of forgotten about it for a minute until he brought it up, and then I was like, oh dang, like that's still there. So you know, just kind of building my fucking my portfolio, I guess, as like an artist and and seeing which which thing is actually fucking the thing. Um, but I don't know what the thing is besides, um, just being like, a, like at my physical best right now, cause I'm aging, you know, and I've, I've always been friends with older people. I've always had connections with older people and like watched how age affects them or listen to them because all they can do is gripe about like, yo, take care of your body. Because if you don't, then, you know, when you get older, you're going to have certain certain things um which i understand like i'm not running right now (laughs) i've been celibate for a number of years and i understand sexual health differently um like there there are certain things that you learn with age that come on differently like that just kind of hit you um you know and i I think i'm in a good place like i don't feel too you know old unless i you know unless i read too much into like whatever the fuck is happening on mtv or tiktok or instagram and then i realize that like holy shit there's a whole another generation of people who are raised watching fucking the kardashians and have like modeled their entire lives and their image around that and so it's like sometimes i feel like especially in the dj world like i can't compete even with artists that make like less like lower quality music um or at least like less music with less substance that's higher quality because of the because of the opportunities that they have but it's you know it has less substance in it you know we're going through like a hot girl era where everything is like let's go drinking at the club yeah he likes me yeah i like him and i'm just like i don't i can't fucking and then some fucking masterful producer has some fucking like sick beats like under that shit you know with some heavy bass it's just like dang like sometimes i'll shazam shit at the gym that's fucking got like a real deep bass line i'm like that's fucking hard but then i listen to the lyrics and i can't relate like i can't connect it's like yeah let's get it uh and i'm like ew gross but that's like the whole generation right now so i'm not necessarily an artist that does things to be relevant in that way because of the life that I've lived, you know? I can't I can't necessarily connect with that fucking hot girl shit at all because it doesn't apply to me. Um so yeah, that's another thing I think I think I I I wanted to touch on like the demographics of this series of this project. I've realized that it's it's not for them because they have everything else in the world. They have hot bodies, they have fucking opportunities up the ass. You know, a lot of them have side hustles or know how to fucking trade bitcoin or whatever and understand cryptocurrency so they're just a bunch of rich hot brats you know um but it's not really for them um as much as it as it is for the rave community which is supposed to encompass like all all shapes all colors (laughs) insomniac radio um it's supposed to encompass all things um in reality like not just to go snatch people's money um it's supposed to encompass you know everything um, everything that's unity, everything that's peace, everything that's love and respect. And, and it's, it's definitely been a, a, a time of transition in the dance world. I can't remember which company did it. And even if I did remember which company did it, like, I probably still wouldn't like call them out cause they have so much like control. <laughs> um, but they, they actually dropped respect from Plur for a while. They were just like, peace, love, unity, and something else and i was like whoa dude like we've actually like lost the the whole idea um which is kind of like the whole point of like 
the the you know the legend of super Cree arc the whole point it's kind of the whole point but as you know um going back to like what i've realized my demographic is is like people in their 30s cuz like as you know it's it's very obvious that like you know the 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 late 80s babies and 90s babies are not like we're all like collectively depressed in some way or another most people have jobs that they don't like um most people you know are struggling or like there's a community of artists that are just like getting lost in the wash of the mainstream because nobody really gives a fuck what you're doing if you're not skrillex like it let's just be honest you know if you're not in the top fucking like 30 of like these people in the mainstream then you're nobody like you know i get told all the time by people who are like fronting like oh i but i've never heard of you i'm like that's probably because i don't have like like endless money to spend on machines to listen to my shit or to get my shit heard by people you know like there are a lot of artists that are not even like that don't have the reach but have the reach because you can just pay a service to fucking give you fucking followers you can pay a service to give you fucking listens and fucking what's crazy is like the promoters and shit look at that like they look at your numbers and your statistics and they're like oh we'll put you on like based on that because it's supposed to sell tickets or some way but if you have that reach like you have the fucking like you have the ability to fucking like move things around and you may not have the talent you may not have the fucking actual like substance but it's not about substance right now it's about show it's about money um so i've learned a lot about that especially being in new york i've been you know wearing the same i talk about it all the time i wear the same hair and pants like every day summer (laughs) rain or shine like and the way that some people look at me because i look fucking i look broke you know um is it's so disheartening it's so dehumanizing to realize that like some people just take it at a surface level but also i've been living in a in a place in a cultural community where people with zero money because they they go out of their way to look a certain way like it's like bro me and you are the same amount of broke or i actually have more money than you but you look rich because of the way that you dress like but that's it i think people care more about how people think about them um i know that for a fact because a lot of the time people stop me and be like like you know because of what people think and I'm like I don't I mean like maybe that's my problem is because I don't care what people think to a certain extent that like I'm not gonna blow up or I'm not gonna get that clout or I'm not like because I don't like care I care how I feel and I care how it affects like I care how other people feel in the way that like I'm not gonna go out of my way to make somebody feel bad I'm not gonna go out of my way to hurt somebody I joke about being a narcissist all the time but that's only because I've become so self-centered in being around um you know actual actual people who can't feel to to realize that i do still have like quite a bit of soul you know that i still do feel things very very deeply maybe even more deeply than a lot of people around and that's not necessarily a good or a bad thing i'm not necessarily bragging i'm just understanding myself in the way that like i'm um i'm sensitive you know to to feeling not so much surface level like am i hurting you um you know because if i know that i'm not going to do it intentionally if i know that something is hurting somebody i'm not going to do that on purpose um i i don't play with people's heads because that's probably the worst thing that you can do to somebody is play with somebody's mind um you know psychological games is is like very it's very harsh you know I would almost rather be in a physical fight than have like some kind of psychological torture 
you know, like I'd, I'd probably rather be punched in the face than, than have, you know, psychological torture just continually happen, which has kind of been the, the pattern. Um, and so that's why I'm a little bit more private these days. Um, but I have realized that my demographic is more of just like, you know, people between the ages of like people who are feeling the the effects of age. So I would say like at my very lowest is 25, like people between 25 and like, you know, 50. I mean, like it really is more like between like, people in their 30s and 40s, but 50 year olds who haven't really grown up yet. And, you know, 25 year olds who haven't really grown up yet, but they're getting there. You know, you're starting to realize like, holy shit, like, um, you know, if you're a 25 year old woman, like realizing that your boyfriend might have dumped you for an 18 year old because he can, you know, um, realizing that like, hey, you might be a 30 year old woman and your fucking ex-husband is with an 18 year old because he can be, you know, um, like realizing things like that. But it's not even necessarily for women, um, because like I said, I grew up with a best friend that was kind of destructive in, in the way that like didn't really care about guys was kind of sexist in the way that like oh they're just guys like you can just use them or whatever so I mean like guys have feelings and emotions too so it's not necessarily just for women um and it is it is especially for the others you know for the androgynouses for the people who don't necessarily feel like they fit any anywhere um for the for the original Skrillexes you know for the outcasts because um because <laughs> that's what we were at one point now it's just very mainstream um, and it's different than what it was in the beginning. And that's, I guess that's the whole point of like that part of the project, but I don't know. I don't really want to touch base on something that would fucking like is so, it is so popular. It's getting to the point where it's like, oh, well, you could just be using this as a platform for attention. Like, no, actually that was, that was a surprise to me. Um, the fact that it like this, that part of the series did get so popular, but only because of the, I guess the force behind that that fan base and the 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 intention of the the followers or whatever but uh, you know um at this point it's more just like it has more importance you know talking about things like homelessness talking about things like um inequality talking about things like um the racial divide um trying not to talk about politics but with all those things that i just mentioned is also kind of political so this you know my my demographic is kind of like the others the 30s and 40s you know the people who are feeling like in the eye of the media or in the entertainment industry are being forgotten because because we live in such a capitalistic society that we're marketing everything that we market to is is basically fucking for young people um and you know the young people that we have right now the generate the i generation or the z gen i don't know who, what they're called the people who spend all day on instagram and tiktok and take selfies of each other you know the people who are in the fucking in the tinder the swipe culture you know like they they it's not necessarily for them because everything else is for them everything is marketed towards them because that's because you know they're very they're they're easily manipulated um they're easily manipulated by what other people think they're easily manipulated by what other people have so if she has that then i want that um they're very easily manipulated by like you know um competitiveness well if she has this body i have to have this body if he has this girlfriend i have to have this girlfriend like it's it's you know the youthful people young people are not necessarily the brightest like even the most intelligent even you know young geniuses are not necessarily the brightest because of their age um so this is this is like more of a coming of age is is when you realize that like you know 
maybe you're not a Disney princess and like it's not the truth that like anybody can grow up and be president like realizing that fucking certain things that you were told over and over again as an 80s baby as a 90s baby you know growing up in like the, the you know the era that I did seeing the technological jump from fucking like when I was a kid I had dial up you know um like that shit and and like people didn't kids didn't have cell phones when I was in elementary school it just wasn't it was unheard of um that that it's it's for this generation and and the people that are are feeling a little bit like um sidelined a little bit jilted you know um aging aging um aging you know and so that's not necessarily there is no one theme um but it is more um you know along the lines of like that's i realize that's my demographics is people that are are a little bit more mature, um, have, have a little bit more humor. Like you're not necessarily, if you're still listening to the series, you're not necessarily going to cancel me immediately because you're offended. You know, um, the new generation has this thing where they just get offended by anything and everything. And then it becomes a fucking debate or it, bec- it goes viral because like somebody had an opinion on the internet and then everybody wants to go fucking be a keyboard warrior about it. Um, you know, and having these, these literal battles about things that don't necessarily exist, which keep us fucking distracted from the fact that like, yo, like people are allowed to have enough money that they just have like multiple buildings, multiple businesses and multiple corporations, but there are still people that do not have a home. Um, there are still people that, that are being greatly overlooked in the way that like our mental health system is not what it should be. Our justice system is not what it should be. Our school system is not necessarily what it should be. And it all is like the same system with, you know, with the inequality gap being so apparent that like some people, I realize this is that some billionaires are so rich that they don't understand the effects of the, the ideas that they have or the laws that they're passing because they don't have to like they don't have to see it you know they don't have to be on the ground they don't have to ride the transit system they don't have to understand the system they just have this idea about like the people that are in it um because they're so disconnected from it like they they have their houses they have their planes they have their you know whatever um so they don't necessarily have to understand what's happening but i guess i guess whatever this energy is doing and I've just kind of come to grips with it as being the bridge between like this and that and it's just like well you know we basically worship celebrities (laughs) you know we basically have we're we're living in this time of like idolatry and even in this in this time of individualism of like you like that can be you too you know like you you know the American dream is is proven over over and over again but it's also broken over and over again because like you get to a certain age where you realize like yo I have to have two jobs to pay for everything that I need and that's just that that's not even everything that I want that's everything that I need you know um understanding that like sometimes it is about nepotism or sometimes it is about who you know sometimes it is about you know being born to the right family and that's that's kind of you know there's no there's really been no change in the way that humans act like we still have our royalty we still have our dynasties like they're just a little bit you know um it's just a a little bit different in the way that people think about it in in the way that like because history has proven once people understand what's happening to them they like revolt and that's not a good thing that's never a good thing because then you have things like the dark ages where like okay like you killed all the fucking smart people and now you don't have fucking running water or toilets and like you lose you know thousands of years of fucking like 
you lose thousands of years of progress because all the dumb people overran all the smart people because they realized what was happening to them. Um, so like I said, I am like, I'm actually a huge supporter of predictive programming. Like I said, I do, I talk a lot about controversial things that necessarily, you know, shouldn't be talked about. Nameless used to be like, that's a whisper rap. We don't talk about that. When I would talk about anything like race, when I would talk about anything like, you know, like cultural things, um, that, you know, a 40 year old (laughs) white rapper from Manhattan is not going to understand or does understand or feels attacked, you know, um, nameless would feel attacked you know you hate white men like no i don't i actually really don't you know that is my like preference but like dating wise but at the same time it's like i am also from a culture that is experiencing these things and sometimes if we're freestyling it's just gonna come out that way and you can't hush me and say that's a whisper rap you can't rap about that also realizing that in the business like if you're talking about whatever the fuck shooting each other up and fucking dealing drugs and being fucked up on lean like you're gonna get like multiple you're gonna get grammys you're gonna get fucking you know like the things that divide us culturally are gonna be like put on faster and so i don't know that's kind of more of like a sunny blue thing because sunny blue does everything that i don't as a as an artist or as a rapper and is like mega super famous for it (laughs) you know has like billions at one point billions of dollars Um, because instead of doing what I consider personally, like the right thing, she does the industry thing and like, you know, is, is more of like a story, you know, is more of, is story based. Like she sells her soul or she makes a deal with the devil, but doesn't necessarily sell her soul. Um, but but either way, it's not even like a her is like a they, um, it's just kind of like this poster child for everything that's, that's being reflected in our in our current industry um but i am getting close to an hour which is which was the intention what else is in this season oh um storylines like the reason why the eighth season isn't necessarily premiered yet and we're just in like a pregame it is like a really big season um (laughs) you know lots of story arcs um story arcs i haven't finished so like storylines uh I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily want to fucking. I don't necessarily want to fucking name them. Um, that like there are certain things in the eighth season that are finished. Like like I said, the Jimmy Fallon storyline is finished. But I mean, like there are still and Tina Fey and Amy Poehler have their own. They have their own arc. That one's finished. But there's other fucking. There's other people from that realm, I guess, from that world that I still need to fucking like develop a little bit more, more. Um, accurately i guess so that it doesn't continue on into like oh now there has to be like a this is supposed to be like more of a definitive season because i'm watching how shows evolve and it's like once something passes like the ninth season can be is like a give or take but like once something passes into like the 10th season it's corny it's played it's like you know so i don't want to get there i just kind of want to like you know end it while it's still good um let's see the whole let's see um that one's actually kind of cool the Maya Rudolph storyline just because like that that kind of blended worlds in a way that's like oh this is the DJ world and the fucking actors world that's nuts um you know it's it's just about a, a multitude of characters that live in multiple worlds and then their worlds just kind of colliding um on accident but actually what is very much on purpose which comes in from like the first season everything that's happening like with the Dylan Francis storyline in the very, very, very beginning, it's all 
um it's all as a result of that and so while it may seem very accidental and like what the it's random it's not it's it's actually very calculated and very much um very much on purpose um or very very distinctively um with intent I guess, as far as, like, magic and realms are concerned. The Nickelodeon storyline, the Disney arcs, um, that shit. Like, the Disney arc's been around since the first season, but the Nickelodeon arc, um, I think, just started at, like, at the, like, in the third season with the, it started with the, when, when the Infinite Rave started, um, I think in the third season and characters were popping out of fucking like portals and shit at this fucking rave that at first it is it's like funny because it's like dang this rave started and never stopped but like it gets to the point where it's like oh shit like this is not a good thing um like what the fuck is going on like why are we why are we trapped here and then you know um certain characters like realizing that they're trapped at like a rave in hell but like is it hell is it heaven um you don't know so it's it's very interesting um de- lots of dead celebrities there and uh, honestly these are not spoilers because it gets so it's so thick that it's like i don't know i'm gonna have to sit on this one for a little while oh um supercree has the flex awards um i guess that's gonna i thought it was sometime around christmas but like i think supercree is supposed to host the flex awards and nobody has seen supercree in a while like she is missing i don't know where she is um that you know that to me i don't i don't, I don't know where supercree is so but supercree um hosts the the first annual flex awards for the 2023 season um so the uh, the nominations are actually still open so uh, i'll explain on her behalf i guess um what a flex award is flex award is is given for like the most um flexy flexes i guess everybody knows what a flex is and in, in, you know yeah in like 2023 um jargon so you know a flex is something that's just like like damn like you did that you know um something that's not necessarily going to be popular but who cares because it's a flex um something that might be a little bit out of sorts like what uh, you know it's kind of just like a a what the fuck um a flex is like an oh my god you know like an okay <laughs> but like nobody nobody's necessarily mad about a flex because a flex is a flex um and that's a flex so the flex awards um super Cree hosts the first annual flex awards this yeah it, it actually might be it might be something more like the grammys where it's just like well for the 2023 season the flex awards are in 2024 but there's no there's been no date set um it supposedly supposedly was supposed to be closer to christmas and then like that's not i guess there's no christmas this year um (laughs) you know and so i guess the nominations are are still open for the flex awards until um until january 1st so so for the next 30 days um because this episode is in real time i decided um so for the next 30 days the Flex Award nominations are still open. Um, some of the Flex Awards that you can um, be nominated for, the categories are, and these are not even all the f- categories, because um, I would have to go into Super Cree's fucking documents, and that shit's not happening. That shit is a fucking, like, mm, that, mm, mm-mm. <laughs> that thing needs to be looked at by, like, that thing needs to be looked at, but I can't. Um, and so, um, 
see these are some of the flex award categories is um a flex you can have a double flex triple flex full flex and you know those are pretty self-explanatory um rich flex a rich flex is you know sorry but you can pretty much only have a, a rich flex if you're like super rich because rich, <laughs> rich flex rich flexes are like flexes that pe like rich people shit like shit you can only do with like ridiculous amounts of money so there are nominations for that because sometimes rich people do like ridiculous shit um the triple screenshot award that is um that's like music you hear in public that makes you fucking shazam it and then and then you, like you have to remember that that's important um something about it was Something about it was ex extremely special. The bass line or the, the you know the the vocal chops, you know, music that makes music that makes you go hmm. Um, that's that's a, a, a triple screenshot, and there's actually a lot of nominations in that category. So I don't know. I think there's gonna be like a mix um, with all the triple screenshot um, nominations. And then I, I actually don't even know how that fucking flex award is determined. Um, but there's really only one. Um, yeah, there's only going to be one triple screenshot award. Um, but then there's the honorable mentions. Um, that's people who didn't get a flex award, but like almost did. Um, you know, people who didn't get a nomination, but like all, almost. You know, like almost. Try again. Um, so the honorable mentions. Best overall. That's not what you think it is. The best overall is actually just, like, whoever had the best overalls. Because um, I guess overalls are making a comeback. <laughs> so, best overall award. Um, and then there's the, the saddest DJ award. Because um, a lot of people have, like, really sad headshots. Like, music producers have, like, some of the saddest fucking headshots ever. So that's, um, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good way to get nominated for for that flex award um but yeah there are there are more categories i would have to go into super Cree's stuff and honestly super Cree is just like missing in action there's i you know i have no communication with her whatsoever she is somewhere in the fucking multiverse wherever um i'm not super Cree, so that is um you know I, I'm I'm just um I'm just announcing the upcoming Flex Awards on her behalf. I think Super Cree hosts them. They're supposed to be like musical guests and stuff. Um, I think it's supposed to be like live streamed, um, and if not live streamed, like at least recorded. And uh, I think Super Cree hosts that, um, but maybe not. It could be me. I don't I don't really want to. Um, but you know it would have to be Super Cree. It's her shit. Um, but like I said. Fucking who knows. Um, anywho, so that's that. I think that's all. There's a lot, you know, um, there's a lot in the eighth season continuation of all those storylines that I mentioned before. Um, and, and more. Um, but I don't want to spoil too much of it. Because th this one, I don't know. This one, there are some storylines taking fucking turns that even surprise me. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. Um, stories that, you know, as a writer began to be written years ago and are just now like, well, that's the end. I hope you liked it. And I'm like, holy shit, like that, um, that's crazy. So it's kind of, I guess, fun as a writer experiencing like my own worlds being like handed back to me in the way that I never really necessarily saw them presented. 
um but again like I have I <laughs> after having my little heart broken and reality handed to me as like a you know 16 17 year old kid of how like the the music business works and how the fucking theater business works and how the film industry works like I I've had the hardest time getting back on that horse and understanding like the the way to play the game and there are so many games like the writing game and and writers guild you know shit <laughs> um all that wga and fucking copyrights and fucking all the paperwork i hate the paperwork um it's just it's just endless um but this is the world that i've existed in and fucking um since forever i don't know i i had this dude take me on a date once to the fucking writers guild and that i don't know blew my mind because i was like 17 um but still like that um that world is still very real to me. Um, like, not to be a snitch. I, you know, <laughs> kids are kids, you know. Um, you, you're going to fucking do whatever you do. Um, but, yeah, this is this is the conclusion of this one. I've definitely, uh, I think I've, I've definitely hit all the, the marks that I wanted to. Um, as far as a DJ is, I talked about that dream where it wasn't even a dream. It was just like a voice in my head that was like, nobody wants to hire you. And it wasn't my voice. And that's, I mean, like, I've talked about, you know, being a seer to a certain extent or being a fucking, you know, psychic. I hate that word because that's like, as soon as you say, as soon as you claim to be a psychic, like people are like, you're crazy, which, you know, I'm cool with being crazy at this point. But like, you know, I don't like the word psychic, but, um, this when it's somebody else's voice that says something um i i have a tendency to listen to it because that's actually that's um i don't really want to fucking talk about this either but that's how i figured out that you know i was in the wrong kind of relationship without saying too many words it's just like i you know understood this this message from like an another voice and it was true so i mean like um i guess ever since then i i kind of fucking when it's not my own voice in my head or like the voice of god i have a i have a tendency to listen to it um and i i'm not sure but that was um that was that was a hard one i try to sleep with my phone off for this reason i know that there's um you know it's being experimented with like what you can actually do with certain frequencies to like like it's been confirmed like yes like we can put thoughts in your head um and that's not necessarily scary but i don't necessarily want to be on the other end of that um like there are certain frequencies and radio waves that you can just like fucking like it sounds like it's come from coming from the inside of your head but it's not um so i sleep in earplugs i try not to have my phone on when i sleep um or any fucking any radio device just because i don't i'm i'm sick of being a lab rat yo like that's not cool um yeah don't experiment on me that way but i either way this is um me signing out whoever me is and um eighth season this the eighth season i'm not sure i was gonna try and make it all the way an hour but you get 58 minutes almost i think 59 minutes of this um so if you're listening to this you are a true fan (laughs) or you know whoever you are um whoever you are enjoy it because there's more there's a lot more content 
Uh, I realized at this point there's a lot more content that I haven't put out than like what I had. At one point, I think I was, I was like, "Yo, you can't give, you can't give up everything you have." And then I started to realize how much content there is, and I'm like, "There's no fucking possible way that I could ever do that." So, um, yeah. So, um, signing out. Thank you for listening and all that. Um, take care of yourself. Bundle up if you're somewhere that's not Australia, because um, like winter now. And yeah, um, peace and all that.